As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. You will never be able to generate the value that we're talking about unless you're finding these deals, whether they're on or off market, unless you can go in and actually do the value add through the construction. How great would it be to buy a piece of institutional quality income producing commercial buildings? Well, now you can with Building Bits. It's not a REIT or a fund. Building Bits is a new platform for non-accredited investors where virtually anyone, regardless of income, can select a building lease to a major corporation with a guaranteed long-term lease. You can now invest in the same quality assets, which have previously only been available to institutions and wealthy individuals. Once you choose your building on buildingbits.com, you can invest as little as $500 and receive your share of the rents while Building Bits team of real estate pros handles all the management aspects of the building. For the first time, the big corporations in America can actually start paying you. And when the building is sold in the future, the potential appreciation is redistributed to everyone so you don't just get the rental income, but also share in the upside. Best of all, since these securities are SEC qualified, they are freely tradable immediately. The $500 minimum with no upfront fees is available for a limited time. There are great properties available nationwide with major tenants, so don't wait. Go to buybits.us today and pick your property before they're all sold out of their current inventory. That's buybits.us. That's buy, B-U-I, bits, B-I-T-S, dot U-S. The SEC offering circular is available at buildingbits.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. First off, I hope you're having a best ever weekend because today is Sunday. We've got a special segment for you called Skill Set Sunday. The purpose of this episode is to help you acquire or hone a skill that will be beneficial for you as a real estate investor. And today we're going to be talking about tenant proofing. Do you know what tenant proofing is? I didn't when I looked in my notes for this episode. So I'd ask the guest and the guest said, first off, guest, hello, Joe Cornwell. How you doing, my friend? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. And what Joe told me when I asked about what is tenant proofing, he said, well, that is making the unit look good, but durable so that you're not having to constantly replace things and it's just a better situation for them because it looks good than you because you're not replacing things constantly. So we're going to be talking about tenant proofing and ways that Joe does that with his units. He owns 16 units through the Burr method and he is a realtor as well as an investor and he's been both for three years now. 
And if you recognize Joe Cornwell's name, that's because you're a loyal Best Ever listener. Episode 1330, and the title of the episode is Burr 101, Real Life Example of Scaling Using This Famous Method of Investing with Joe Cornwell. So with that being said, how about you give just a little refresher of how you got to the 16 units, and then let's get into the specifics of tenant proofing. So I started, like you said, about three years ago. I picked up a duplex after about 18 months of searching for a good deal in just outside of the city of Cincinnati in a little suburb. And it was a massive renovation project like most of my other buildings I've purchased. And I did the entire renovation and was able to pull out most of my capital in that process. And that was really what opened my eyes to the value of the Burr method, the construction, tenant proofing, and just the general ways you can add value by bringing units up to the top of market rents by making them better than anything that they're in competition with. So you are self-managing, correct? Yes. You're self-managing. You got 16 units and you have a primary residence and then you don't rent that out, right? You don't house hack that, right? but you have the 16 units across Cincinnati, Ohio that you have tenants in. Yes. Yep. I have two duplexes, which the new duplex is my current project. And then I have two six units side by side in Eastgate, which is just east of Cincinnati. Cool. Two six units and two duplexes. And you do the work yourself to get the units ready to be rented. So Some of it, yep. Some of it. Okay. So what do you do versus what do you hire out? Basically, at this point, I have about two, pretty steadily, two full-time contractors that work for me. And then a lot of the specialty stuff, I'll sub out myself. I do generally, general contract them, so to speak. As far as the hands-on work, there's only a few things that I really do. And mainly, it's just because I enjoy it. Or it's high-dollar stuff that I can do myself and and save quite a bit of money. What's in that category? Electrical. Like on this new project, the duplex, I've done a lot of the electrical work. I've run a lot of the wire myself because those are things you'll typically pay an electrician $100 an hour to do. But at least here in Cincinnati, Hamilton County, if you're doing the work yourself, you can pull your own permits and then you can do the work yourself and save yourself quite a bit of money. And again, it's something I enjoy. I don't really need to do it necessarily to make the deals work, but Mm -hmm. if it's something I enjoy and it saves me a ton of money, then I'll do it. So let's talk about tenant proofing. Okay. Um, I gave a summary of it, but I'm sure I shortchanged a little bit. So how are you defining tenant proofing? So even to back up a little bit from that, I look for highly distressed properties, especially my duplexes, so the things under five units. I look for something that I can basically gut down to the foundation and the frame. And that is the ideal property for me. Because I know going from that point, if I get it torn all the way down to nothing but kind of bricks and sticks, so to speak, I can do everything the way I want it done. And I know that final product when the house is completely renovated is going to be extremely tenant proof. It's going to be extremely efficient. It's going to have all new mechanicals, all new plumbing, new electrical, new HVAC. And I'm not going to have any problems for 10, 15, 20 years going forward other than maybe minor wear and tear stuff. So that's why I look for these properties in general. But more so as far as the tenant proofing, that is when I go through on our actual cosmetic finishes and 
I make everything as durable as I can while still looking great for the tenant. So I put in tiles, I put in vinyl plank floorings, the stuff that's like scratch resistant or scratch proof in all of my areas. So I don't have any carpet that's going to get torn up. Pretty much all my flooring is relatively indestructible, even for large dogs and kids and things like that, that are more wear and tear on a rental property. So I don't use any of the really low end fixtures. I don't use anything with plastic as far as plumbing pieces. Everything is brass fittings, brass valves. So that stuff doesn't go bad and leak. That's typically where you'll see your maintenance and calls and things like that. Again, with replacing all the mechanicals, water heaters, HVAC, I'm not going to be getting called out for a new water heater three months after I finish a construction project. Mm -hmm. So you replace all the mechanicals usually? Yep, especially on this current project. Okay, and you don't do plastic plumbing or any fixtures, so it's brass fittings, brass valves. Yeah, some of your really low-end plumbing fixtures, if you see chrome with the plastic candles, so to speak, I'm sure you've seen in certain properties or, or buildings, that stuff is, is very cheap, and that's why a lot of landlords choose to buy those because they're looking at that dollar amount. But when you have to call a plumber or a contractor out or yourself out to come fix things that are leaking constantly, I've kind of done the math over time in, in the three years I've been doing it. And to me, I'd rather spend $50, $75 on a plumbing fixture. And then obviously in your showers and things like that, you may be spending 150 but it's going to save me so much time and effort and my time in the future when things aren't going bad. In terms of the vinyl plank flooring, have you ever had any complaints about not having carpet in, say, the bedroom? I have not to this point, and I think it's kind of the market we're in, at least here locally. A lot of people are transitioning away from carpet, not only in retail housing, but even in rental property. So I think it's just kind of a sign of the time, so to speak, because if I was in this business 10 or 15 years ago, it would have been a lot more common to have carpet, especially in the bedrooms. Sure. Any noise complaints from people who are on the first floor from people on the second? I don't. And part of the reason why is going back to my initial point is I actually insulate all of my common area floor. So if I have a bathroom, let's say above a kitchen, I'm going to actually insulate that entire floor joist cavity because I don't want those noise complaints. Nobody wants to be sleeping in here in toilets and sinks running in the middle of the night or people walking around. So anything I can insulate for soundproofing, I will. And it's really not that much more money to not ever have a complaint for noise. How much is it to insulate the common area flooring? So you're just talking the cost of your actual rolls, how big your cavity is. You're going to have to obviously buy a higher R value, which is a thicker insulation. But let's say all in with a 1,700 square foot house like I'm working on right now with labor materials, maybe $1,000, $1,200. It's really kind of nominal when you look at not having to deal with any complaints for 30 years. <laughs> right. And you said you also have tiles. Is that just in the entryway? All of my wet areas. So any kitchen, bathrooms, anything where there's a sink or water, I will put down a ceramic tile. Okay. And the cosmetic finishes that you want to look good, have you gotten any comments from potential residents or residents about things that they thought looked good? Oh, yeah. I will say that almost every tenant I've placed in the past three years has been a renter in the past pretty much. So they do have some experience renting from other similar landlords. And every single one of those has commented on how my units in contrast look way nicer and they're willing to pay that top of market rent to have a nicer, more well-kept building. Specifically, I usually put in new cabinets. It's like a white shaker cabinet. So it's probably something you're seeing in flips nowadays. So it's a little bit higher in cabinet. I put in a nice laminate flat top countertop. So it almost looks like a granite, but it's not. And it's a lot cheaper. I don't do any for mica. 
And then I always do a tile backsplash in all of my kitchens. So just those little things that really aren't that much more money, tenants look at as just an extreme value and, and they're willing to pay that little bit extra for rent to have something nicer than let's say what's next door. What are the rents you're commanding? Maybe if you want to get specific with a certain property compared to what the competition's commanding. Okay. So prime example would be the Eastgate six units that I was talking about. So when I bought those on the front end, the first building was averaging around 475 and the second building was averaging around 450 and these are one bedroom apartments. So all of my new units post-construction are being leased at 625. So wow. that gives you a range of the value being added. And obviously those are commercial, so we're working off a cap rate. So it's a pretty mm-hmm. extensive increase in value when it's all said and done. Yeah, that certainly is. And how much would you say you're putting into the unit in order to get that increase of 150 bucks or so? If we are doing a full gut, basically all the way down to the walls, leaving the drywall, but everything other than the walls, we are right around 8000 and that's mm-hmm. for everything, new paint, new flooring, new fixtures, new kitchen, new bathroom. If I have to replace all the appliances, we're closer to 10 obviously, but it just depends on those things. But as far as just the actual material and labor, it's usually around 8 So let's say you average $150 rent increase, you multiply that by 12, that's 1800 bucks. And let's say worst case, it's... $10,000, that's 18% return on your money. And if it's $8,000, then it's a 22.5% return on your money. Exactly. And as you mentioned, I'm a realtor. So I work with a lot of other investor clients, some in-state, some out-of-state. And I kind of explain this process to them. And a lot of them, they don't see the value in saying, well, why would I want to spend eight or $10,000 to renovate a unit if the tenant's happy? And it's not whether or not the tenant's happy. It's like you just said, you can increase your ROI on that specific unit by 18 or 25%. I think that second six unit, I'm, right now my cash on cash is like 27%. So that you can add a lot of value even within just maximizing the potential of your own building. And sometimes that's actually a better return than looking for a new deal with that cash you have available. And then when you go to exit, if you go to exit, your value, if you're working on commercial property and you're working with cap rates, then that income is going to exponentially increase the amount that you're going to get for the property. Exactly. Just on that second six unit I bought last year, I'm all in with my renovation loan and purchase loan at 303 and my exit either on a refi or sale would be around 440. That'd be the market values. Oh, that's great stuff. And anything else specific that you do to, we call it tenant proofing at the beginning. And I think that is not doing it complete justice because not only is it tenant proofing, meaning you're getting things in there that are durable, but you're also maximizing the rents and your ROI on the project too, because you're getting things that look good, but are durable. Therefore, you're able to spend efficiently and get a good ROI. But anything else that we haven't talked about that you do specifically to a unit? No, I think the main point to this whole system I've been working on here is that you want to look for these highly distressed buildings. And again, I work with a lot of investors, so I have a good idea of what's going on with the market. And you have a lot of investors, especially new investors who are terrified of buildings that are distressed. They want things that are turnkey, which is great. And there's certainly a market for that, but you will never be able to generate the value that we're talking about unless you're finding these deals, whether they're on or off market, unless you can go in and actually do the value add through the construction. I think right now in the current market we're in with values as high as they have been selling for, 
this is the only real way you can create high value with your properties is to do the construction end of it, whether it's you or hiring it out, obviously. And there's certain challenges with that, of course. But I think that's really the focus to creating a good deal because you're not necessarily just going to find a good deal like you could five or six years ago. Anything else you want to mention that we haven't talked about as it relates to this topic? No, I think that's it. How can the best of listeners get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is email. It's jcornwell. That's J-C-O-R-N-W-E-L-L at realtyonestop.com. It's all spelled out. Awesome. Tons of value today. Thank you so much for sharing your business model. Well, really your business plan, which ties into your business model and some specific ways that we can renovate our units so that it is cost effective and we're maximizing the ROI through these cosmetic updates but are still durable and really have the wow factor for the resident but the long-term durability for us as owners. So thanks for being on the show again. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. See you. Wouldn't it be nice to buy a piece of institutional quality income-producing commercial real estate buildings for as little as $500? Now you can with Building Bits. Building Bits is a new platform where virtually anyone, regardless of income, can select a building leased to a major corporation with a guaranteed long-term lease. The $500 minimum with no upfront fees is available only for a limited time. There are great properties available nationwide with major tenants, so don't wait. Go to buybits.us today and pick your property before they're all sold out of the current inventory. That's buybits.us. That's buy, B-U-I, bits, B-I-T-S, dot U-S. The SEC offering circular is available at buildingbits.com. Are you interested in getting started in real estate syndication but don't know how? My friend Whitney Sewell is the host of the Daily Real Estate Syndication Show podcast. He interviews top experts in the industry to help you learn the cutting-edge tools and strategies of the syndication business. You can find Whitney and his podcast at lifebridgecapital.com.